The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome live to another episode of the Mexican Mind and Matters with your host with the most, the man with the plan. If he can do it, no one else can. Mexican. We are live from the big easy, the big sleazy home of the New Orleans Saints. NOLA. For those who don't know, that is because New Orleans and O, Louisiana, LA get with the program. I can't believe people actually asked me that this week. But anyways, NOLA, Louisiana. NOLA, New Orleans. Why is Mexi here, you may ask? Well, it's the first race of the year. We had to cancel some uh, Mexico races in January. So this is the first official marathon this weekend. Rock and roll, New Orleans. Uh, The first of the Kobe 32. Just a reminder, if you haven't donated, go to my Facebook page and go ahead and donate towards the Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. FYI. Little, little plug in there. But yes, that's why we're in NOLA. <coughs> and today's subject of the podcast is going to be mean what you say. In other words, the asterisks that people keep Showing me in their lives And I've touched upon this a few times With little plug-in stories Here and there on the podcast But I want to wrap it all up And kind of touch upon current events that happened That kind of illustrate what I mean I will never Ever Yell at you or get mad at you For something that I myself do Let's start there I will not be a hypocrite and go against my beliefs just because, you know, something is happening or something new came about. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Not go back on my word years, months, whatever, decades later. My wife actually recently brought up, she said, you know, you complain that your dad constantly sneaks around and snacks on food that he's not supposed to eat, but you do the same thing. You can't get mad at him for it if you do it. And I said, well, that's a good point, but the main difference here is he has diabetes, I don't. So any food I'm not allowed to eat is not that I'm not allowed to, is that I probably shouldn't if I want to lose weight. That's a whole difference versus not allowed to because you actually have a disease. Those are two different things. And I've always said this over the years. If I ever at some point, a doctor tells me I have diabetes, guess what? That means I'm going to cry my eyes out because that is literally the worst diet known to man. And yes, I will not be sneaking around eating snacks if I get diagnosed with diabetes. 
So that's the main difference there. If I tell you I am never going back to an ex, I never go back to an ex. I don't care how much they've grown. There's a reason you broke up with them and there's a reason people don't change. Same thing when I say I've never, like every every job I've quit, it was only because the other job was offering me a better scenario, a better pay, a better overall picture. I've never wanted to go back to a previous job, ever. So when someone tells me, oh, I'm quitting, after they told me when I trained them, hey, I'm going to be here at least a year, and it turns out 10 months later they're quitting, don't say something you're not going to follow through on. Oh, well, people change their minds. Really, do they? Well, then at some point in time, that should be advertised and not just thrown out there. And again, the person in question is quitting their job to go back to the old job they had 10 months ago. So, I've been baffled by that concept. Like, what would make somebody want to go back to an old job? And here's the thing. So... The old job wasn't paid you as much. Okay, so then you decided to get a better job. My thing is, that can't possibly be the whole story because you decided to leave. If you really wanted to stay and get make more money, all you had to do was ask for more pay. If they said no, okay, well, I'm out. Great. But then come here and, and you know, my job is paying you more money. But you can't handle the pressures of working in personal injury. So therefore, somehow, you go back to your old job and say, hey, if you pay me what I make now, I'll come back. And apparently, his old job wanted him back. So what I'm getting at is, you must be in contact with these people on a semi-weekly basis, whether in person, on the phone, email, whatever have you, in order for them to be, oh, hey, we'll take you back. We'll pay you what you make now. That's the ultimate thing. Is like, don't lie to my face. Don't tell me, oh, this is a story where it makes no sense. Like, if you're purposely lying by omission, yeah, I don't want to hear any of that. And I'm not going to lie. It takes a certain backbone to do what we do in personal injury. But that's where I don't understand because the person literally tells me, oh, yeah, over there we get yelled at too by clients. I'm like, then why are you leaving? You're literally getting yelled at by clients over there. You obviously wasn't doing a great job to the point where they let you leave. And you come here. You're not doing a, that great of a job here. We're paying you the same amount. So, I mean, what's the difference? That's what I don't understand with these people. Why take back an ex? Like, why? Like, oh, he's grown and he hasn't done it. He hasn't fucked me over in the last eight months. Okay. Give it time. Sometimes, you know, things happen. But, I mean, now to the point where, hey, let's move in with the guy. Oh, that's going to open a whole can of worms. I can't wait for that story. We'll bring that life to you. But, anyways. This brings about 
current events too. So, as you know, this week, as predicted years ago, Trump got impeached but was was acquitted. Shocker. He's not being removed from the White House. Shocker, I know. And deep down, I love the Republicans on this. Deep down. Because, yeah, he may have done some shady shit, but in the end, I don't think he received the dirt on Biden that he was promised, supposedly. Um, and it was a phone call. If, if, the, if I can count the amount of times that the U.S. has benefited from a deal with someone else or some other world leader has helped our world leader in a I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. I mean, they're endless. And most people don't know about them. Just because Trump actually says and does what he does and we know about it and we're like, oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, now it's an issue. It bothers me because we know he's an asshole. We know he's a dumbass. So we expect it. But then other people who critique him are like, yeah, no, I would never do that. I would never do this. I would never disrespect people, blah, blah, blah. Every time you're yelling at him or criticizing him or doing whatever it is you do about him, you are technically being disrespectful. That's what people don't understand. I wish I had a job where I could just insult my boss 24-7. But I don't. There's stuff that my boss does that I disagree with. Like signing up new morons. There's stuff that my office manager does that I don't agree with either. But guess what? If you want me to do it because you, you think it's okay, even though it's not, and it gets you off my ass, I'll go ahead and do it. But it's baffling that politicians don't apply that to what they do. It's their job. I'm so confused as to how they think that's okay. And case in point, my main case in point is, after hearing that he wasn't impeached, he had his, as we call it, the uh, State of the Union on Tuesday... And during the State of the Union, you know, he was obviously given a speech. And again, once again, it wasn't really on par with facts. I mean, shocker. Uh, he did like to show both by bringing back a military person for a family, offering a scholarship to some chick. I mean, I get all of that. That was great. But... Um, at the end is where the pettiness came about. And again, the asterisks in people's lives. I won't do this. Oh, but I'll do that. The me, would you say? Or the, oh, no, me, never. I would never be disrespectful. That's where this came out at the end of the State of the Union. So let's analyze. Apparently, the Speaker of the House is supposed to introduce the President of the United States in a certain manner. Nancy Pelosi did not do that for Trump. Obviously, she don't like him. And that's that's well-known knowledge. So then, obviously Trump's going to notice that. So then upon him making this entrance, he hands her a copy 
of the speech. And she then has the audacity to try and shake his hand. And he obviously, I mean, I would have done the same. That's the thing. I don't blame him. I would have done the same. I was like, fuck you. I'm not shaking your fucking hand. Although you can't even introduce me properly. Oh, and Nancy takes that offense, of course. And then later, as, as he's finishing his speech, right in front of everyone, she goes ahead and shreds the copy of his speech. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say, like everybody else is saying, like, oh, she uh, destroyed freedom, she disrespected, you know, all these other people. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say that. Because, yeah, the speech was mentioning all these cool things he did. It did have some lies. But, I mean, when that one family said, you know, I was offended by her ripping the speech. Okay, let's, let's, let's calm down. I wouldn't go that far, but I would, go as, I would go as far as saying it was disrespectful. I don't even know. Here's the thing. I don't even know what happens to those speeches. Like, I'm pretty sure every president gives a copy to the Speaker of the House or whoever, and they're supposed to get rid of it. What happens after that? Like, what did you, you do with the speech after that? Did you, like, shred it after the fact? Toss it out the window? Like, use a shredder? Like, I'm pretty sure she's the first speaker of the house who publicly shreds the document behind the president's back. And for those who are saying that that was not her intention, the moment she starts getting up, she grabs it and starts ripping it. So let's not even go there. Okay. And this is where this brings up today's topic. Nobody is disputing that Trump has not done despicable things. My thing is, if you're impeaching him because you claim you're high and mighty, but then you resort to these petty, disrespectful things, then you just just, just shut up. Like, focus on... Him not winning the election Doing these petty things And again this I've said this multiple times By doing this on national TV So that the people who actually support Trump Are watching it This is why he will win in a landslide Like, like Don't get me wrong If Pete comes out or Bernie comes out I'm going to vote for him But I'm going to vote for him prepared That there's a high chance My vote is going to be for the losing vote because of this kind of nonsense. People dividing and pushing aside the people who vote for Trump mainly because they're tired of everybody else. I voted for Trump last election because I was tired of Hillary and everybody else. Hillary should have never been the nomination. And I said it. I don't care what happens. I'm going for Trump. Because even though he... You know, did this, did that, whatever. It would be an entertaining four years. And guess what? It has been an entertaining four years. My life has not changed for the worse. If anything, it's gotten better. So, there's more than likely going to be a chance, a high chance that he's winning this election. You heard it here first. But here we are doing these petty things. Oh, I don't, I don't stoop to his level. Other senators and other congressmen, anybody else he's insulted. Oh, we don't stoop to that level. Oh, but here we are 
yelling at him via tweets back and forth. Here we are boycotting the State of the Union address. I wish I could not go to work because my office manager is going to give a speech and I don't want to hear it. No. That doesn't happen. That is insane. If you think I don't go to work for that, yeah, no. They be a job aside from that from being a politician where you can flat out say I'm not going to go to work because I don't want to talk to my boss and still have a job after the fact. That doesn't happen. That's insane. Never. Ever. And that's the thing that drives me insane is that people say things and then don't do others. In the middle of today's podcast, I even got a message from Francine about the podcast weeks ago saying that this reminded me of the podcast (laughs) and it was something that said you know just because you made a mistake in the past doesn't mean you can't learn from it and change in the future nobody is disputing that I learn from my mistakes all the time Francine but here's the thing I'm not a moron either And I'm not the one that said, hey, I would never go back to this situation. And at this point in time, the situation may appear to have been improved. But I can assure you, it will not. And I can't, I wish I was, I, I was still in your presence when it blows up once again. And I have to tell you, I told you so. Because again, I've never taken back an ex. I don't even talk to my exes after the fact. The only one who kept harassing me was Dum Dum, Helen, who, by the way, finally stopped talking to me. It's just a matter of time. They will move on and, and piss off and bother someone else. It's just common knowledge. Like, I think it was like two years she would like randomly text me and, and call and I would entertain her nonsense. So I was like, yeah, no, whatever. And then it just stopped happening. And, and that's the thing. When I say I'm not going to block you or follow a restraining order like your other exes, I mean it because I'd rather know and document the nonsense you're sending me than not know and have you stalking me from afar without my knowledge. No. Now, before we give more examples, we'll continue. I, I would like to give a shout out to our sponsors. As always, American National. If it's icy out there, if there's storms, make sure you are protected. Get UMUIM coverage. Bundle, home, auto, and life. Use promo code MEXI to save you a discount. Give my man Raymo a call. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And Super Studios 253. Sign up for classes. If you're in the area, join the Team Super. Use the promo code MEXI. And save. Super Studios 253. 
a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. And Hannah Stone Massage. Makes you like to go to one in Dublin, but there's three in the Columbus area, Black Lake, Polaris, and Dublin. Use the promo code MEXI. Again, save on your membership and your first week's massage. Additional perks not included in the price. Hannah Stone Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Anywho. So, the plan was not to originally discuss this again until State of the Union occurred and all these other scenarios that came about. Like, two extra this week. Like, I had somebody who I used to know when I worked at my old firm who popped up on my people you may know and friend requested me. And I said, okay, why not? Let's 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 accept it. She don't work at the old firm. I don't work there anymore. Who cares? Upon accepting the request, she started messaging me and blah blah blah. And this is what happened when you were there, and this is what happened when you were gone. Okay, nobody gives two shits. And at the same time, my former B paralegal messages me out of nowhere and goes, hey, I just found out today that you used to call me a bitch behind my back. And I'm like, what? You've got to be shitting me. Like, and and let this be known. I haven't talked to these bitches in like two years. One doesn't even work at the old firm. As far as I know, aside from my B paralegal, my old attorney, and one of the litigation's attorney, Jack, nobody else that works there is anybody I would talk to on a regular basis, let alone know, because there's the turnover rate at the old firm is so high. So the fact that they're coming to me two years removed saying, hey, I just found out today that you used to call me a bitch. I'm like, really? My relationship with my B paralegal was stupendous. I wish I had a B paralegal at my current firm that did the things that my old one used to do. But that doesn't happen. Doesn't mean I'm going to quit my job. It just means you know what you got to you got to do with what you what you have. But the fact that you're actually contemplating that I would say that about you two years after the fact? No. Well, the person said that you used to say there's a reason they call they call me the Queen Bee, and I'm like, oh my god, and that's that's the best and worst part is when you. Get confronted with some nonsense And the person that said the nonsense Which will remain anonymous of course Because I'm not going to play these nonsense games And I didn't even bother to ask Is taking things out of context um, And I told my people I'm like I used to say that all the time Because the B paralegals Used to be in this office of cubicles that they would, we would call the beehive because it's where the bee paralegals would, would stay and have their offices. And we used to put a logo on the door in the shape of a bee, like the animal, the insect, and a little hive. And her bee 
had a nice little crown on it because she was the queen bee, as in the the HBIC head head bitch in charge. That means you're the one to go to. That means you're the best bee of the bees. That is in no way, shape, or form calling you the B word. So I don't know who is saying this nonsense. I have an idea of who might have said it, but I'm like, really? Two years after the fact, this comes up. Mean what you say. But if you take my meaning out of context to whatever further your agenda, which I don't even know what it is. I don't know who said it. I don't know what agenda they were trying to promote to the fact that they're discussing this in real time with my former B paralegal and talking about me. How sad is it that two years removed from my old firm, they're still talking about me? But that's no here nor there. And I told her, look, I always mean what I say. You know that. So when I met Queen B, I meant B as in B-E-E. You're the HBIC. Never have I called you the B word. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, no shit. And the reason I am baffled by this nonsense is one, two years removed. Two, people know. I know people refuse to believe this. But I'm the same person in the office as I am out of the office. If I tell you, yes, I will do something, I will go ahead and do that. I don't put up with nonsense. And I mean what I say. And I don't yell at you for something that I myself do. So I'm tired of all this stuff around me. People, oh, I don't I never do this. Oh, little asterisks. Yeah, no, but I do. I'm tired of, oh, I'm such a hard worker, but yet I don't fix my system and I'm leaving to go to the old job I had. Or uh, I have so much work to do, but yet we have all this time chit-chatting in the office. I never asked for help. And then two seconds later, asking for help. I am never disrespectful. And then, oh, but let's let's just shred our boss's speeches. And that's the thing that people are not understanding. We know Trump is an asshole. We know what he's capable of. He's the fucking president of the United States. What are you going to do? Impeach him? Oh, yeah. Let me know how that works. So just put up with it. If I have to put up with the idiots at my job for what's going on to be two years now, then I'm sure the politicians can put up with the president, I don't know, maybe until November, possibly for another four years. They get paid quite handsomely to do so, I can assure you, even though they shouldn't. Oh, but Nancy's a nice lady. Uh, she, she made a mistake. Yeah. Well, guess what? She's acting like she never makes mistakes and then she did a mistake. And instead of owning up and saying, you know what, I shouldn't have done that, I apologize, she's not doing that. She said, well, that's the better option, consider the alternative. What is the alternative, Nancy? Were you, is that a threat to the president? Because it kind of sounds like it. Put it in a trash can and burn it up? Yeah, because that's not disrespectful either. 
I wish I could do that with some of the intakes that my attorney brings me. But guess what? I can't because that is a fireable offense. And that's the other thing that people at my job don't understand is that if you're salary, you still need to clock in. If you show up to work at 8 because they allow you to work 8 to 4, guess what? That doesn't mean bullshit for two hours, then start working. Because then you're like, oh, I'm too overwhelmed to answer the phone. Well, yeah, you basically did nothing for two hours. And then when people started waking up and calling in, now you're too overwhelmed. You want to work from home, but yet you can't do the stuff in the office that everybody else is doing. People cross-training employees is crucial. Like, how, how do you think I know how to do all these things? Because at some point in time, somebody said, hey, do you want to file a complaint? Okay, well, how do I do it? Done. My answer is yes, as long as you show me how to do it once. Oh, you want me to negotiate a file? Great. Let, what do you want me to do? Do this, do that, done. Okay. Negotiation is just simple math. And playing tennis. Maybe leave tennis with an, an adjuster. As long as you talk to your clients, nobody gets mad at you. Well, these clients are impossible, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And let me let me go check the notes. Oh, yeah, you haven't talked to them in a month. Don't be saying something, but then not doing anything. That, and again, if I can leave you with anything, I hate fake people. I will never... Pretend to like someone that I don't like. I will never hang out with someone outside of the office if A, I don't like you, and B, I've lost respect for you. This is why going forward, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to hang out with anybody in the office because literally all I could do is waste my time and create more drama. Oh, I don't like drama, I don't like gossip, but yet. We're the ones chit-chatting everything in the office. I'm not disrespectful. Oh, but I'm the one shredding contracts. Or shredding speeches. Whatever have you. And I get it, people. Some of them, obviously, are defending her. like, well, when she commits rape, or when she creates a fake university, then we could talk. I get that. And I respect that response. You know what? She has not done some of the heinous things that Trump has. I'll get, I get that. But she's also not the one saying I'm all high and mighty. Because, I, I mean, Trump's a big liar, but one thing he's not said is he's basically... He, he, he doesn't not do the things that he does. When he's disrespectful, he knows he's being disrespectful. I like how people are trying to defend him that, oh, he maybe didn't see Nancy's hand. No, he purposely did not shake her hand, and I would too. I don't blame him for that. I would have not sh sh shaken somebody's hand that I know is being fake and doesn't like me. I can greet them in other ways, like, hello, sit down, whatever. But no, I'm not going to shake somebody's hand that I think is being fake to me, that I don't like, or I don't respect. That's just who I am. And that's the thing. This is why it's mixing my matters. Anything crosses my mind, bam, airwaves. You want to record me 
follow me around and record anything I say, you'll find out that I say the exact same thing outside of work, in work, running a marathon, not running a marathon, my other job, whatever have you. Mean what you say, people. And stop having asterisks. Just, it's unbecoming. And to that effect, that's all we had for today's podcast. As always, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. All the episodes are there. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you know the deal. Go to my Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen, and donate. Help match my donations to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. There's still time. It's until April 26th, which is, I think, the date of my fourth marathon. <clears throat> I will be donating and to kind of go sidebar and explain what is going on. I am donating when I finish each marathon $100. So if I'm doing 32, 8 plus 24, you know, it's jersey numbers, 32, that's $3,200 I would have donated by the end of the year. And I'm asking if anybody wants to donate to match them. If we get there, great. But that's another thing with the whole me what you say. The amount of people that I saw mourning Kobe and sending good wishes to the family. This first period of donations is $400. The first four races. So far, we have $30. Mean what you say. Oh, you feel bad for the family? Okay, well, that's a $5 donation. Thank you, come again. Oh, that's right. When it comes to putting your money where your mouth is, everybody sits down. Mean what you say, people. Go donate if you really want to donate to families in need. Because again, the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Foundation is not for them. It's a foundation set up for the families in need that they help. So the money doesn't go in their pockets. Thank you very much. So if you can, go ahead and donate. But as always, if you have calls, concerns, questions, hit me up. You know how to reach me. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a motherfucking way. Till next time.